Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the You Should Run podcast. My name is Tony Heil, your councilman in Bridgeport, Pennsylvania. One of seven councilmen, but the only one doing this podcast. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast in the past, you know that I've talked with people from all over the country, literally every single state, from uh, Florida to Alaska, Maine to Hawaii, and all points in between, at almost every level of government, from U.S. Senate um, to people running for Senate uh, and, and Congress to school board and a council member like myself. Uh, and there are a few elected offices that I have not had a chance to talk with because I talk with a lot of state legislators, which I think are very important, especially in this upcoming election. But today is going to be a first for me, not my first talking to Illinois because I've had some great guests there, um, including Cam Buckner, who is now running for mayor in Chicago. Um, but I'm talking with my new friend, Holly Kim who is a treasurer in Lake County, Illinois, and we're going to find out why someone would run around, want to run for treasurer, and, you know, maybe why you should consider those offices, too. So, Holly, thanks for talking today. Thanks for having me. So, you know, first, I always ask this question to begin with, because everyone comes to politics in a different way, but... Have you always been politically minded? Like even as a kid, were you like, you know, putting yard signs up when you were first walking or um, did something kind of spark you to pay attention to the political life? Um, so it's a yes and a no. I feel like I didn't really grow up political. Um, my parents, you know, they probably didn't vote, you know, being a child of immigrant parents, you know, for, they're from South Korea. Um, they didn't vote until I was actually on the ballot, you know, so uh, but what I did have, though, was a civic upbringing. My dad was president of the J Midwest JCs, um, so we were very active in serving the local community. And at some point, he was president of the chamber as well for the Korean business owners in Chicago. Um, so it's interesting because, like, I feel like the childhood that I had in sort of like a karate kid sort of a way, you didn't know that waxing a car or windows will teach you karate. Like, I didn't know that civic upbringing would be so useful and great for, you know, being in the community even now. Mm hmm. And, you know, I don't know how many people you've talked with in your political life, but um, I'm on council in Bridgeport. Uh, just a few minutes after I record this, we're um, swearing in a new council member whose family is from the Middle East. And I'm really excited about her. But her uh, unless something changes between now and then. So this is boot. But, um, you know, her family, her dad from back in Kuwait, I believe, um, was very politically and civic minded. Um, I know you've talked with other groups. Do you find that a lot of other um, people with immigrant backgrounds kind of come from not maybe not a voting background, like you said, but a civic background of that's very important. Yeah, I think um, that's really where a lot of uh, the children of immigrants who run for office come from is just parents who are involved in the community. And so um, if that's what you're used to and that's what you care for and you care for the community, uh, it does seem <laughs> that that is the background. You're right. It seems to me that um, it's one of the, the so many anti-immigrant things are so um, mentally and emotionally uh, exhausting, even to me, you know, as a someone oh, who to everybody. Right. But um, it also not that it would be fair otherwise, but it seems extra unfair knowing that so many of the people who have immigrant backgrounds, like first generation, maybe second generation, they come from communities that really take that community involvement very, very personally and seriously. Is that your yeah, expectation? Yeah, I agree. So my parents not only being business owners, and I would say they were busy like all seven days of the week. And for sure, there were some days my dad would leave before I wake up and come home, you know, after I'm asleep. Uh, but in any free time he had, he actually had us go along. 
Um, and that would be like, you know, weekend fundraisers where they sold food or if it was like a parade that we walked. And so, you know, in his civic volunteering, like that's where we spend our family time. So um, with that in mind, a lot of people who get involved in politics because of their parents or, you know, civics, that kind of thing, you know, they gravitate towards Congress. They gravitate towards state legislatures or mayor, you know, those kind of things. But like I said on this, I've talked with over 150 people, I think, yet to talk to a treasurer. When did you decide, you know what, uh, Lake County needs Holly Kim as treasurer? Like, what was, <laughs> what was the motivation there? Like, this was something that you thought matched up with your um, values or things that were important for you to get done? So, uh, it's a bit of a long story, but it all starts with the chicken. Mm-hmm, of and, course. Uh, <laughs> uh, I started attending village board meetings in the town where I live in Mundelein, Illinois, uh, because the agenda at some point, they said, the news article said that they were going to talk about pet chickens. And that was something I was interested in as just a member of the community. So I thought I would go and attend the board meeting for the village and uh, listen see if it passes you know i hope it passed anyway uh so being a new person to government i don't know which agenda so i ended up sitting on two months worth of meetings <laughs> until the topic came up but during those two months you know i got to hear all sorts of things from like garbage contracts to like you know mm-hmm. um, negotiations for you know different land and land usages and uh some business owners that were turned down and i just remember um there was this one business owner and they were immigrant business owners. And I just turned to my friend who was with me and I was like, you know, kind of reminds me of my own parents when they had a business, you know, they had a hard time with like zoning issues and all this and that, and it's hard for them to navigate, but, uh, see me seeing how it works. This is a numbers game. And if you and I were up there and we just vote yes on every business, like we'd fill all these empty storefronts, right? There's all sorts of empty storefronts everywhere. There is a zone for you. Anyway, so we, honest to God, we went out for a beer after that, and we're like, we should run for office. Yeah, and we clanked our beers, and it was out of a Will Ferrell, Zach Galifianakis movie that, mm-hmm. you know, we've decided to run for office. So you didn't, there um, were no baby punching, like, in that movie, though. Right? <laughs> that was the greatest movie ever, The Campaign, by the way, by Will, Will, Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis is exactly what we're talking about. I didn't punch a baby, nor a dog, um, but we did hit the doors, you know, and I was the business-friendly candidate, especially with the upbringing that I have, with a dad who is president of the chamber. Um, the message really resonated. Um, I was voted in for a uh, trustee of my local village. Um, there's a long story, but like I actually ran for mayor and I lost that by five votes mm. um, in the next cycle. And after that, honestly, I thought I was done with politics and I was like, well, that was a good run. But like, you know, I didn't think I'd be doing that forever. And like, you know, the people have spoken. I accept that. Um, but that's honestly when the parties came out because I went as far as I did and almost won a mayoral election with no parties. This was just organic. Uh, hometown support and so you know after uh choosing a party um it was the republicans and democrats and i chose the dems and the dems offered me like different seats i could run for at the state um but may is mental health awareness month and one of the things i want to tell everybody is like yeah most people have their midlife crisis at 50 Mm -hmm. i had it at 30 so you know what it really forces you to do is align your values and your priorities right so that um so I did that and was like, I'd really like to stay home instead of driving to Springfield. I have uh, kids that are about to go to high school. So I, um, my background also being from the dot-com and the tech sector, like uh, I was 
basically paid to be a disruptor in multiple different organizations and at the Vernon Township where I was working at the time when I ran. So I personally chose county treasurer for myself uh, because one, numbers seem to be where I'm at. Um, my tech background would be great because um, these offices haven't been changed, like disruptively changed in quite a while. And that was a message that resonated with people from all different sides, right? They want to see government improved. So mm -hmm. it was with that that I ran and I won that one by 21,000 votes. That How did that feel <laughs> to, like you said, it was pretty cool to win, to, to come close. And, you know, I wanted to say like our local mayor, who's my friend Beth, she won by, I think, seven votes. So, like, wow, you know, votes can change, like, just a handful. Every vote matters. But um, when you win by a big margin like that, people put your faith in you. And this was not something you'd always plan, like a dream job when you were a kid. How does that feel to get that community support in such a big way? Oh, it felt great. I mean, the big message I had was just how much I love the community, how much I was involved, all these changes I had planned to make. And, um, you know, one of the big things in the tech sector is not really saying that, no, we can't do that. It's just how can we make that happen, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's with that mentality that we were going in to fix an office. And I don't mean fix like, you know, obviously the political bullet points like corruption and blah, 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 but more from like a, a techie standpoint of like, how can we streamline this office? How can we make it more efficient, more transparent, like that kind of stuff. So yeah, who doesn't want that for government? Well, and you know, I am a pro, um, pro government progressive person. I think if you are a Democrat, especially you, uh, you can't just want to increase government. You want government to work because otherwise, why are you right. doing this? Um, but what are you? You said you wanted to be kind of more yes to to business development. What what were kind of the things you said you had a numbers background? What did you want to accomplish in the community that you could do as a treasurer? So uh, some of the goals we had in mind were one, the fact that, and this one's more of a personal touch one, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone talks about their tax bill in various ways right. <laughs> and everyone has all sorts of questions about their taxes. No one quite knows how it works. And yet, you know, the treasurer was never at any senior fairs, anything in the community. And that's one of the things we wanted to do uh, from the get go was way more outreach. So we are now present at senior fairs, community fairs. We hold zooms on understanding your assessment which leads to your taxes. We even do mm. Zooms on how to appeal your assessment. We do um, all sorts of Zooms, including financial literacy, uh, because we talked to the banks as soon as I got in and said, well, in the private sector, we all have to work a lot harder with metrics and um, you're going to be no different. So we're going to do some community reinvestment. So they all hopped on that. Um, in fact, on Thursday, we have a session coming up called Know Your Worth, and it's about how to calculate your net worth and how you can increase it. Um, so there's that. But then we also worked on our investment policy. Um, it used to be the county only invested in CDs. And I would say that their um, investment income turnaround was something like $1.4 So after I got in and I changed what our portfolio had in accordance to the state law of Illinois, what it allows us to do, I maximized it. And we had returns more like $10 million. And wow. so... Because yeah. CDs just, are more than 90s today, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. But it, I mean, to be fair, it's when the CD rates are high, you want to buy, right? right? Um, and it just had a downturn in CDs. And so where, where the action was at was corporates and munis, and they allowed up to 33% by state law. And so we just raised what we um, 
what we could uh, during a difficult time during COVID, but we did very well. And going forward, the taxpayers actually don't have to pay for our department anymore. Uh, we pay for ourselves and we give millions back to the county. So like small changes like that, that um, it's just disrupting things. We're just changing it. But we've also lowered our fees. So you can pay your taxes for free now. There used to be no option to pay for free. Mm. Um, and then we started e-billing, which like, that just blows my mind. Cause yeah. like, I think ComEd, the electrical companies had e-billing since the nineties, but here, you know, here people are receiving their tax bills in the mail, like no option for e-billing. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's still more modernization we're doing, but that's, that's already like a milestone. I think. <laughs> and, you know, I think that if you, again, if you want to be a pro government person, you got to make government work. Um, but it sounds like before you were there, there was, um, you know, good intentions or bad, some complacency in government when people, when there's not a lot of people, I guess, like you said, disrupting things. Is that what you had seen, that there was complacency at different levels of government on a county level? Yeah. So, and I can only speak for the treasurer's office, of course, because that's where, that's mm-hmm. like my domain. But that's what I say to people is like, I don't think anyone was like, bad or that there was malintent it's just like when you buy an old house and you notice the wallpaper's old and peeling in the corner but like the people who live there don't see that and like the u-trap under the sink is dripping so they put a bowl Mm -hmm. and they're they're just used to that and that's okay but you buy the house as a new owner and you're like why did they just fix this right so there's a lot of this that you have to update um but it was only because as you say complacency it had been a while and I, I know I'm on our local council, like I said, and we I'm not a finance background. I like I understand it better than I did when I got to uh, council. I'm on our finance committee, um, but and so I'll ask better questions today than I would have when I first ran. Um, but the way that the finances were handled when it when I first got here were not to be this is inaccurate, but like oh Ethel handles them and she writes them in her book and then we take the book down to the and now we've hired different kinds of people. Um, but my experience, my experience is that there are a lot of people in government and the other positions, not treasurer who don't understand this stuff. That's not why they ran for office. They ran for office to, to, uh, you know, stop crime or help that, or to, to get more money for schools or something local or something bigger, like, uh, you know, uh, environment or something like that. Is that something, cause you interact with other offices. Do you find that a lot of the people who are in office, they might be smart people, but they're ignorant when it comes to what the a finance person can do. Um, I don't mean to attack their intelligence. I just mean like yeah. that's not their background. That's not why they ran for office. It's true that, you know, a lot of people don't really think about like the bean counting part, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, how glorious is that? Or how sexy is it for me to be like, oh, I'm the county treasurer. <laughs> it's not like Congress person. It's exciting but, when you do well, though. Like you said, you, you get really big is. results. <laughs> So we have this person on our TV channels here on, uh, who's a weather person, and his name is Tom Skilling, but mm-hmm. he, like, nerds out on, like, the weather, and mm-hmm. he's like, blah, 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 about low-pressure systems. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and he's like, and it's like you're listening to the most amazing story ever, but he's telling the weather. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to believe that, actually, like, he's, like, my passion of, like, that's me with the treasurer's office. And I'm like, did you know that uh, the Capitol passed this thing this uh, last session called the recapture? And, like, we have to talk about the recapture, you know, to our residents. And, like, you know, there's all sorts of – it is fun. It is so fun. (laughs) So if people are listening, this does remind me of the new shows out on Netflix. I don't get paid for any of this, but it's – so it's just a – personal promotion for the G word with Adam Conover. Cause he talks about, um, government and money and dollars and like 
the work with that. He, he goes and talks, sees how government works, and he's talking about finances as one of the things. And he talks about weather and how the government really makes weather reporting work basically all over the country, even though, like, your local weather station says this. He's like, yeah, because we have, you know, people that work there. Um, your your job is kind of the behind the scenes. Did you learn about how government works behind the scenes in a way that you think that typical voters, smart as they may be, they don't see how the sausage is made? Did you did you learn about anything important from behind the scenes um, in, in making things work? Because that's how it's important for finance. Um, well, so I want to be clear. Um, I don't have a finance background. And I remember when I ran in 2018, that was probably, you know, a question that's frequent because people don't know what the treasurer does. So they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, they just want to ask a question. They go, are you a CPA? And I said, no, I'm not a CPA, but neither is the other guy. Mm-hmm. So make sure you ask him too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, my background really is in the IT industry, um, management, right, and uh, making changes. And so really that was my strength. Um, that being said, I do all sorts of like how to run for office workshops. Um, I teach people about the whole process on petitions mm-hmm. and um, fundraising, blah, 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 at the local level. Because we need more everyday, regular normal people like you me who pay bills like you know and when your basement floods you go oh my gosh like this is such a setback i will never recover from this (laughs) but like we need those kinds of people running for office right Mm -hmm. and so um the more regular people we can get into office uh the better and so yeah i've been doing those kinds of trainings um i would encourage anyone who's listening to podcasts like you whoever's listening are definitely smart enough in fact, you're probably a little smarter because you're listening to this podcast and you know how to find a podcast um, to run for office, right? Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, it's just about, you know, really harnessing new ideas. Um, as far as a sausage getting made, you know, as long as your heart's in the right place and you have good ideas and that's what you run on, like people will believe in you and they'll want you to be in office. Yeah, and honestly, because I, even though your position is quote unquote bigger because you're serving more people than I am, um, it is kind of neat to see how everything's done because you realize that the work isn't about the council vote or the legislative vote. Most of the work has nothing to do with the final vote on a bill or the final vote for approval of an ordinance. It's all the stuff you're doing behind the scenes where you're working with these relationships you build with banks or whatever, um, or with the community groups that that stuff was far more important than I voted yes on bill, bill B or whatever. <laughs> so, um, for those who don't know here at Lake County, I don't know if it's different anywhere else, but um, two, I collect $2.4 billion, with a B, dollars from the residents and then distribute it to 300 different taxing bodies. And so, when you say the sausage being made, I, I agree in that basically um, during COVID time, when everything was shutting down, you know, it's like I couldn't shut down. People mm-hmm. pay their taxes with a check that comes to my office. We can't send people home with checks to process them at their homes. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was out there at Home Depot pretty early on buying like shower curtains, and plexiglass, and everything I possibly could to just separate people off from each other and be like, okay, we're going to do A team and B team. And A team's going to come on this day and B team's going to come on that day. You know, but we need to print the checks for people's payrolls. Uh, but like the part, you know, because we are, um, so we're wearing two hats. One, we're the treasurer, which is like the bank for the county. So we do payroll and all that stuff. But the second hat we wear is the collector side. That's collecting the $2.4 billion from residential property taxes and then distributing it to all those taxing bodies. So everyone's talking about first responders, police, fire. 
literally they will not be paid if we do not process these checks. Mm-hmm. And that's like the sausage that needs to be made that like a lot of people they think of completely behind the scenes. Yeah, and I, I know and I, I know what it's like when they're not able to do their work. People people notice when things aren't working far quicker than they notice when they are working, right? <laughs> That's so true. Uh, but you said you also have done trainings to help people run for office, and it was new to you. As people come to you and like to those kind of trainings, what are the things you think people um, most need to learn first? Like you know, what because people think, oh, I'm going to go to get some yard signs and knock on doors. What's kind of like the first piece of advice? Like, oh, make sure you're doing. One, two, three. Um, yeah. So first I would make sure that they have a support group. Mm-hmm. You know, I say, who are, who's going to be your support animals? And they're like, huh? And I was like, you literally cannot do this unless you have somebody to vent to somebody, you know, a group that's going to rain or shine, come out to support you. You know, you need to have, and I usually stick up my hand in at least five, like, or, or at least three, let's say at the most basic three, right? Uh, hopefully a spouse, I don't know, somebody real close, because if you don't have that, you don't have a support network to like really lean on. Right. And that's going to create difficulties later on during the campaign. Uh, so there's that, um, who's going to be your supports. Uh, the other things I say are, um, you know, I want to know if they're, they're, what are some of their ideas? Is their heart in the right place? Right. Mm-hmm. That's not a qualifier. I'll still teach you because uh, I grew up on the internet and I believe knowledge sharing is really the way to go. So I'll, I'll tell anybody how to run for office. Um, but if their heart's but, in the wrong place, like if they're like, well, I want to run for office so that I could euthanize every dog in town. Maybe that's not a good thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. But public info on how to run for office should be public info. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. Right? You want to, yeah. um, but you know, you you just said something I think is important for everyone running is to think of your support system, which is not just like who can knock doors with you, but who you who you can complain to, who you can yes. Um, and I find that I think a lot of people, maybe especially these days, where people feel so strained by COVID and all the news, whatnot, people don't realize how many people they do know. Right? Like, do you find that? Mm-hmm. In conversations when you kind of like say, okay, plot it out. Like, oh, I actually know far more people than I realized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they go, oh, I don't know about my like support network. And I go, well, let's say your car broke down like now. Like who would come out to help you? Mm, right? That's a good that's question. That's probably a good support network. Um, as far as like, yeah, knowing people in the community who would be volunteers, uh, people are always surprised that they know way more. Yeah. I go, do you go to any sort of a religious um temple or church or or any of those things and how about uh do you volunteer uh at any schools do you are you in any civic groups like the kiwanis or the jc's and you know when i go through all these things and you know they're involved in something whether it's like the buckthorn eradication conservation group you know something uh and then i go okay well so you have a group of friends right here right and each one of these honestly is, is a good net for you to tap into um but at the very basic level, when you say, like, you know, what are some of the things I tell them, um, you know, your life gets out there publicly. So mm-hmm. this is this is a sport. And that's how you have to think about it, because if you take it personally, this isn't really the game for you. Right. If you think of this as a sport and you're going to get some punches to the face, I go one. There's definitely the kind who get punched to the face and then they go, oh, you all are mean. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Mm-hmm. Right. 
But then there's a second kind that gets punched in the face, and and then they go, oh, and they pull like a, oh, what's that, a Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they're all like ready for action. I go, you have to think of it more in the second category of like, it's a sport. Yeah, I don't but, know you personally. You know, I, I follow what they call election Twitter online. Like, people like to post, like, the election maps of, like, oh, here's how um, this state, the counties in the state have trended politically since 1980. Like, they've gone more left or more right. They've gone more. Um, it's really weird how this third-party person did. And so a lot of people think that politics is, is like a sport. But mm -hmm. that kind of minimizes the impact of it, right? Like... It's great when you're talking to candidates, but if um, the Bears lose to the Eagles, you know, the next day you're like, oh, well, that was fun. I got to watch that, whatever. But, oh, my gosh. That happens all the time, though. Oh, my yeah, God. I'm yeah. so sorry I said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I, like, so you, Bears but, always lose to the Eagles. Um, but if certain legislation fails or is passed human lives are at stake. It's not just like, oh, it'd be kind of neat if the Bears won or the Eagles won. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you meant, like, candidates. But no. Like, yeah. like, and obviously, so that puts a lot of pressure on people, I think, as a candidate. Like, if you're the nominee and you're running in a district where it's not just a primary, where you're both kind of similar, but one person's going to, like, vote to take away rights or vote to dismantle the government offices and you're the one standing in the way, like, it can be hard to not take that very responsibly and personally. So, um, you know, it's the one everyone points to all the time is like the boxer in the ring, right? So you as the candidate have, have to have the temperament and the drive and the ability to like, you know, punch back. And so that's one of the things that I do make people aware of if they're running for office, um, definitely mm -hmm. the punches that are coming to your face, <clears throat> but you're correct in that, you know, it's, it's, you're the messenger and the carrier of that passion and the cause. Right. And I say this like generally because it could be on either side, whatever the cause is. Right. But people are voting in you because they see in you um, what they want. I want you to carry that message. I want you to vote for that. And I'm sending you to, to the Capitol to do so. And, You're their champion. Yeah. And you are championing people as a treasurer, which is mm -hmm. something that I think, like I said, most people, if they're involved in politics, they don't think about, which I think because of that, I imagine that it's very easy for treasurers in other states, any county, to become complacent. Because if they are the Democratic treasurer in a Democratic county, they're probably just going to get reelected. If they're the Republican treasurer in a Republican county, they're probably just going to get reelected because, you know, who's going to make a thing of it? Why would you encourage people to run for an office like treasurer wherever they are? What would be what would be your words of encouragement to say, look, if you're in, um, you know, Chester County, Pennsylvania, if you're in Allegheny, you, you should consider this kind of office. So, um... That's a great question. Um, the example I would point to is actually at the latest um, Illinois County Treasurers Association meeting. Um, there was myself and uh, myself from Lake County and then Chris Lesser, who's the Madison County Treasurer, and he's a Republican. We both gave a presentation on how you can maximize your investments, right? Mm -hmm. And maximizing these investments, not only for myself takes us off the tax rolls, but pays for more streets to be paved and you know does uh you could actually offset your tax levy so they levy less and these are things we talked about and i actually received a phone call today from one of the other county treasurers going i've gone to so many of these conferences but until you guys brought that up like i didn't even think about that mm -hmm. like we always just park it in cds like there's no part of me that thought oh why why can't we make this an intentional effort to do more and be more right and so 
I would tell anyone who wants to to run for county treasurer because uh, there's so much more every office can do. Every office, mm-hmm. right? And um, one of the places I used to work in the pla- in the past was a accredi- accrediting body, and one of the philosophies is always continuous quality improvement. And so every level of government, but especially at the treasurer's office, like money is like the common denominator of everything. Like, why would we not want better? Or if there's a better way to do something or a better process or, um, you know, more efficient, like, let's do it. Right. One of the things we want to launch in the future is some kiosks out there, too, because, you know, if we have three people working the cashier, but if I have two people working the cashier and six kiosks, now I suddenly have eight places where people can pay. Right. So let's make it more efficient and like, I don't know. The future is coming, Tony. <laughs> it is. And, you know, one of the things about the future, though, I was just thinking as you said that, um, you know, I've talked with people in Congress, like I had um, Congressman Connor Lamb and Congresswoman Mary Gay Scanlon, from, both from Pennsylvania recently. And I've talked to people in state legislatures where there's um, Christine Marth from Arizona, where it's right now and at that level of government, where it's really about who, what party controls the majority. Um, there's a lot of really tense personal issues because you know you don't just have a difference of i think the tax rate should be 31 percent. the other person's like i think the tax rate should be 29 percent. you know it's it's about mm-hmm. overturning the election it's about go overturning rights it's about gun it's about all these very hot hot issues but you know elect offices like treasurer can kind of restore some faith right in office in uh bipartisanship yes. because you know you can work with a Republican treasurer if you're a Democrat and vice versa without feeling like you're compromising on some other core values because that's not what you're voting on. So uh, typically this office does not have social issues and that's one thing yes. some people would say to me as they do a crossover vote. Um, I actually received more votes than our governor who is Democratic uh, mm-hmm. because enough people uh, crossed over who are Republican to also vote for me as a fiscal thing, right? Fiscal um, policies. Um, that being said, um, Oh, where was I going with that? <laughs> so you're running for governor is where you're going with that. No. I got it. Oh, I'm going oh to- the ACYPL, that's what I was going to say. The American Council of Young Political Leaders um, is a federal level, also funded by the State Department, bipartisan government effort uh, to have people learn to be bipartisan. We also travel to to learn about their governments, right, as like a way to understand foreign policy. Um Five years before that, I was in this thing in the state of Illinois called the Edgar Fellows, and it's run by the previous governor, Jim Edgar, who's a Republican. And mm-hmm. he tells this personal story where as a younger statesman, you know, he he said, OK, blah, 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 like that, that um, uh, some bill didn't pass and that's OK. Right. And and the elder statesman told him, uh, no, because. At the end of the day, we didn't work together. And when people don't work together, like that, that wasn't a win for anyone in the state of Illinois. And that really made him like shift his views a little on why it's good to work bipartisan. Um, and so I was actually one of the Edgar Fellows through that program about five years ago. And uh, we met other state representatives, uh, up and coming politicians from all sides, and we changed contact info. Some of them I still keep in contact to this day, like the Lee County um, Auditor. And, and yeah, it was, it was really neat to like, you know, see them as human beings and work, uh, and you know, someday their hope is that you work across the aisle with them. So that was the Illinois state one and the ACYPL was like the federal level one. But in some ways I've been very trained to be bipartisan. And treasurer and fiscal things are a way where you can be bipartisan 
um, or nonpartisan as whatever you want to say. And, you know, you're not compromising on values. You're just working for good governments, which theoretically any party should be. You know, that's something that's good. And maybe that's something that we should have more younger people do is running for office like you did for an office like treasurer so we can kind of build the base of being able to work across the aisle when they run for Congress, when they run for state representative. Yeah, um, and really reflecting you know, where you live. So Lake County, Illinois, where I live, I would say the eastern side is very, very blue. Uh, the middle side, the middle strip is is purple. And you, the more out west you go, it's very red. And mm-hmm. so I do have like a, a very like Neapolitan ice cream <laughs> district. Um, and, you know, this this office isn't really known for social issues. But there is one example I can give that when I first started here, um, one of my staff members said that the mobile home residents, and we have about 6,000 mobile homes in our county, um, that they have a difficult time because uh, some of them, when they pay their taxes late, there's a penalty. But the penalty can become 200% of their actual bill. So they're so busy trying to claw back from the late fees, that they can't even pay the bill itself. Um, so I ran a bill with uh, my local state representative that said that even if you pay late, your penalties and mobile homes will never be more than 50% of your tax bill, right? So you have penalty. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be, you know, so much that you can't pay your taxes. Uh, and so it was interesting because, like, they ran it, um, the state reps and the Senate. All the county treasurers of the state of Illinois really hated it, and they rallied against it, uh, but it passed. It passed and the governor signed it. And right now, Lake County, Illinois, is the only county that has this property tax relief for our mobile home residents. Hmm. And that's kind of, um, that's a kind of thing you can do in an office like treasurer, county office, like, like treasurer, where you can kind of think outside the box where you're not trying to get, you know, in the Senate 50% plus one of the people on board who don't understand finance. It's like, this is something we're going to do and people will listen maybe. Um, so the podcast is called You Should Run. It's 2022. I started this in 20. 18 2019 so there are people had different reason for running then um but if anyone's listening and they're interested in these things like you said what would be your number one thing you would tell someone to incur not what they need to do like we talked about but what would be your words of encouragement for why people should get up stop just complaining online and and you know put on their shoes to run for office oh yeah no a thousand percent what i usually tell people is get involved uh, go volunteer in some civic organization in your county. Uh, they're always looking for volunteers, whether it's a pancake breakfast, a roadside cleanup. And in volunteering like that, you meet the people in your community. You get to hear their concerns. Mm-hmm. You talk and have like everyday conversations and know what the issues are. Um, from there, if you want to run for office, great. You'll have a support network. You'll know the issues. You'll be front loaded. Um, but I think that is always the toe-in I say to people who want to run for office is go volunteer and get involved in a local civic group. Um, and that'll give you the taste. Honestly, if that's too long of hours for you or you don't want to be out there volunteering, you'll know by then, mm-hmm. right? And if, you, and if you're and if you a champion for people, like they'll see that and they'll believe in you and you rise up. Um, the background of volunteering in the community is always a good one. Well, I appreciate that you ran for office. Holly, if people are interested, especially with what you do with encouraging others, where should they go to follow you and learn more and maybe be in touch? Yeah, so I my website is votehollykim.com. Once again, votehollykim.com. And my Gmail is a very easy one. It's voteforhollykim at gmail.com. No numbers, all letters. Great. 
Well, I appreciate it. I'm, I, I'm really glad with what you're doing in Illinois. I think it can be replicated, obviously, in every state in the country. So if you're listening, uh, please follow Holly, and uh, maybe you should run for office, too. Thank you. You're welcome.